Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to another episode of What's Up with Power. My name is Justin Wagner with TMODZ, and uh, I will be your host. Uh, give me a second here. Uh, got some questions coming in the comments. <laughs> and uh, so, anyway, we are here. We, uh, this show is all about uh, teaching you the basics of power-based training so you can take your training to the next level. And uh, I will be the presenter today. We're going to be talking about making an annual training plan and talking about kind of the ways you want to step through that, the thought process, and uh, what you need to make that happen. If you have questions uh, throughout the show, go ahead and utilize the comments. Good morning, Matt Landry. Good to have you on the feed. If you've got questions while we're presenting, go ahead and let them in either the Discord chat or in the Facebook chat. I will address them as they come up. We are just about one minute away from this start of today's ride. And, uh, excuse me, we will, uh, We'll get going there. I'll bring up the slides once we get to that point, and we will have our conversation about the annual base training plan. This is an awesome platform here. It allows us to ride together with our friends uh, when it's cold outside or weather's not so great, and uh, it works out really well for us, especially those in the northern hemisphere. Um, got. 28 seconds to go. Let us know in the comments where you're from. Looks like in game we've got some people from Ottawa, Montreal. <laughs> um, so, the. Not a race. Let's see, stay 1.5, 2, 1, 8, 1, kilogram. Okay, I've got that going. We're going to switch to where we can see the slides. Got the game going, got the slides. Good morning, Jurg, on the live stream. Let's get this thing rolling. So. We're going to be talking all about making a annual training plan. First off, if you haven't uh, heard yet, we do have a new forum where we continue the conversation uh, afterwards at discuss.endurancelab.fit. So if you haven't checked that out yet, go ahead and go on over there, register. We have we post slides to the presentations ahead of time. Also, we uh, but people have more in-depth conversations and questions about the content that we can't really cover here on the show or we run out of time, we take that to the forum. So if you haven't seen that yet, definitely check that out. And uh, love to have you over there. So discuss.endurancelab.fit. We also use that as kind of a way to maybe announce other things in the community that are going on related to the show that uh, don't make it quite onto the live stream, but we them over there in the forum. 
Okay, so we're going to talk. Today's content is about building your own training plan. And we're going to look at it here in this hierarchical format. We've got basically we're starting with the base, which is picking some events to work towards. Then you build your structure around your events, and then you nail down the weekly specifics. Okay, that's kind of the approach we're taking here. Three steps, picking events, picking a structure around those events, and then weekly specifics. We'll talk about some of the tools you can use for this process, uh, maybe some of the ups and downs of each of them, as well as a, an interesting new tool that uh, helps this as well. I would maybe newer in the market. Okay, let's talk about first, what's step number one? Picking events, okay. Well, you're gonna do some of your training, right? What are you training for, I guess? This is the first question we gotta answer. What are we training for? So we wanna pick an event that we want to compete in. What is that? You know, it may be a race, it might be a fondo, it might be, hey, you know what? I'm doing a week-long touring gig where we're just going out and we are enjoying cycling. And it's not a race, not a competition, but we're just going to go a long ways. Or whatever that, whatever those events are, you got to pick them first, right? You probably have an idea. You probably already know what the ones are you want to compete or work on. So that's step one. Uh, step two, get them on your calendar early. We all have families, constraints. Uh, you name it, and you know we got to work with our calendar with the rest of our family and make sure we can plan and arrange other, other things around it. So uh, this is crucial to striking the balance between hitting your uh, hobby objectives or goals um, and and still you know being connected. I'd say probably a fair majority of us are uh, married. Uh, children, maybe not, but uh, still even maybe, maybe, uh, anyway, you need to plan these things with the bigger world. If we, um, not all of us have the luxury of this being our only main consideration. There's lots of other things you have to coordinate with, work, school, what have you, right? So you got to plan these things in early. So your annual goal should tie into these events. A lot of times you'll notice that annual goals are based on the events, right? My goal is I want to go and compete in this event, right? I want to go to a bigger event, compete, go faster, do better. A lot of uh, what we get um, from that. So, or they should be events that are building up to the goal, right? That's kind of, I think what we're getting at here is that, um, uh, so, okay. We've talked about events how they tie to your annual goals you've got. Um, and now what we're going to do is basically look at trying to build a structure around your events. Okay. How long is it till my first event? How much time do I have in between events? Okay. And we're going to be basically applying periodization in these gaps. So let's talk about this maybe the easiest way if I were doing this I would basically get out a piece of paper something where I can draw and basically have a mark on each week right we're gonna make a mark where each of these events are and we're gonna start to analyze the number of weeks that are in between them 
we're going to be looking at this from the week level. That's, uh, and so maybe you have 50 weeks for your training. We've got 30 going up or whatever that is. We're going to look at this, the smallest notion of time we need for this training uh, plan that we're looking at it is a week, okay? So knowing how long till your first event is and knowing the time in between events allows you then to start saying, okay, I know that um, I should be doing, when I'm doing like a build or where I'm pushing myself to the next level, this is going to be essentially boiling down to two to three consecutively hard weeks that will be followed by an easier week. Okay, that's the concept of periodization. You're going to push yourself for a couple weeks and back off for a week, allowing that body to rest and recover. And then, um, then you go to the next, uh, <coughs> the next phase, which is you know, starting again, right? So that's the periodization. You go hard, easy, hard, easy. So that's basically where your body needs to push past its limits and come back and recover a little bit. It's during that back off and recover where you actually are getting stronger. Body needs to repair itself, rebuild, right? You know, every time we do a workout, basically breaking down body's functions. So this is what we're doing. We've got the big plan. We see where the events are. We're starting to plug in training to that. We're starting to say, okay, I could, and basically at this point, all you really need to do is just mark the weeks, hard week, hard week, easy week, hard week, hard week, easy week. And so um, as you do this more often, you'll know how hard you can push yourself in between uh, these stages. But um, so start with, say, two to three consecutively hard weeks at a max, followed by one easier week. And as you start to, we'll get a definition here of what we mean by hard week an easy week, you'll be able to quantify that. But this is where we need to start. Basically, we'll have each week's leading up marked as hard, hard, easy, hard, hard, easy, okay? Or hard, 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 easy. Now, uh, okay, identifying hard weeks and easy weeks. Now, now here's something that's interesting and uh, is actually a very new tool on the market to help with this. Is, you know, obviously our lives are dynamic, our constraints, um, vacations, injuries, whatever. We, we don't know them all when we start our training. And so this annual plan actually becomes very dynamic, that you could essentially be uh, reevaluating uh, every week, depending on what's going on in the week. So um, keep that in mind. Um, Essentially, if we pick a target fitness or CTL, which we've talked about, if we pick a target CTL for a given week, then we'll know exactly how much work we need to do in all these leading up weeks uh, to hit that point. That's um, a lot of these annual training plan tools will say, okay, what fitness do you want to get to? And maybe it's, um, maybe it's a fitness point you've been at this last year, you look back at your data and you say, okay, this is when I was most fit and I did the best. So I want to get there and now nah, let's add 5%, right? Let's get a little bit, let's push a little bit further this year. So um, that's kind of the back of the napkin planning you need to be doing. So 
All right. We've identified hard weeks. We've identified easy weeks. And now, now it comes where you're actually going to start to assign total training stress score per week. Okay? Okay, so we're talking about so anytime we're starting to pick our weekly TSS, we need to understand something called ramp rate. Okay? So we just talked about, I mentioned it, we covered it in previous episodes, what CTL is or chronic training load. Okay, that's the measure of where your current fitness is at, looking at your power numbers. Okay. And we'd it's very hard on your body if you sustain a ramp rate of over six. Okay. Ramp rates of more than six generally, so that means in a week. If you increase your CTL, excuse me, I'm, I need to define this better. So if you increase your CTL more than six in a given week, not that it's not that it's unfeasible, but it's not recommended. You uh, and, and so if you're just starting out and you don't have a lot of historical power data, you'll go above a ramp rate of six for sure. Um, but, I mean, if you've been cycling for a while and just start to have power numbers now, you most certainly will have a low ramp rate over six at the beginning. But let's say you've had power data for at least two months, okay? Uh, then, you should, then you should be starting to see where this will hold true, that you don't want to have a ramp rate or an increase in CTL of, of more than six. So basically, we would say, okay, a hard week, Let's try to push our ramp rate up to somewhere between four to six, okay? And we'll talk about what we do specifically, how we target that. But, uh, and this may, and, and as you evolve over your annual plan, this number may change because the TSS you need for a given week in order to get you the ramp rate you want depends on what your current CTL is, okay? So wind that back, what does that mean? If you're gonna push your fitness level up, you gotta know what it is now so you know how to get to the next level, right? So um, so, so that will make a little bit more sense here. So look at the your schedule for those weeks, match them to your overall Goal. And then we're basically going to, okay, so now we're looking at weekly specifics. So we know we want to hit a TSS. So the, the notion here is, um, I believe it is, um, well, here's the back of the, here, here's the calculation. If I have the current CTL, of let's say 50. If I'm going to remain constant um, in my CTL, I need to do seven times, so seven days in a week, seven times 50 gets me 350 TSS. So if I just do 350 TSS in a week, that would basically 
um, that would keep my fitness constant. I wouldn't gain, I wouldn't lose, but I could maintain at 350 PSS in a given week. Now I start to see, okay, so what happens if I, I do more than 350, I do enough TSS in one week, so I push my fitness up to 56, right? We hit the ramp rate of six for a week. Now we've got a CTL of 56. What does that mean? That means that, that next week, you've got to do 56 times seven. So crunch the math, what's, six times seven is 42 plus 350. So now we have to do, 392 TSS in the next week to keep this fitness that we've now gained. So you see that it's not free, right? As you get stronger, you have to do more to maintain that. This is um, where, you know, we start to see why endurance sports take so much time, right? If you want to build more endurance, more fitness, you got to put in the time to keep that. Now, um, now, there is a trade-off here, and, and you know, obviously, this doesn't just mean, well, we have to just put in crazy amounts of time. You can increase intensity without increasing time to get your TSS up. So it, it's, a tra it's a trade-off, and it depends how you structure each individual workout. But the overall thing is true that as we're building more fitness, we need to generate more TSS any given week, hold that. We know TSS is based on both intensity, time, so varying either one of those. Um, let's say you hold one constant and you increase the other, you should be able to increase your fitness in a week. Week's time with that change, okay? So, a lot of specifics here. So, let's go back and revamp. So, what we talked about CTL, what does that mean? CTL is approximately what your weekly TSS divided by seven would be in a day. So it's, this is backwards, right? We just looked at this. I said if CTL was 50, we would need to hit seven times 50 to hit 350 in a week to stay constant. This is saying it backwards. It says that's how much TSS you need each day to not lose or gain CTL. So looking, this is daily. So if we just say, look, my... TTL is currently 70. I need to do approximately, on average, 70 TSS every day to remain constant. If I'm going to push that up, I need to do, on average, more than 70 per day. So CTL becomes a little bit more reasonable because now we can equate this directly to what we do in a given workout. We know what our CTL is. We can look at how much we do in a week. So uh, and I think I want to say the calculation for, for hard versus easy weeks would be to pretend as if you had 50 more CTL than you actually do and try to hit that. So let's say my CTL is currently 50 for a hard week. I would say, okay, add 50, make it 100. Uh, so then I need to do 700 TSS in a week to go up by six. Now, I, um, Andy Jenner probably would correct me on this. He gave me that calculation. And I don't think I actually have it written down here. So I forget if it was 30 or 50 more. 
um, is kind of the, the, the calculation. I need to write that down for reference. So not the excuse me on that specific. The point is we understand we need to do more in that week, okay? So then we start getting into what workouts should I add? We know that not, T, not all TSS is created equal. If I'm doing a bunch of zone two work to build my base and I get 300 TSS in a week from that versus if I do three, um, three sprint workouts to get the same 300 TSS, I'm building completely different parts of my body. And it, you may get the same TSS number, but you uh, definitely are building something different, okay? So having, having some experience yourself or having uh, maybe a coach or a base training plan to help with this to get going is a good idea. You can kind of a base training plan you, you look at and you go. So plug here for the endurance lab. It's actually what I use for my training. Build my base training off of and or the main structure, and uh, and I kind of build from there. So if you haven't seen the endurance lab, uh, check it out. Good content there. If you have questions about it, happy to answer. Okay, so now here's the part we've kind of been hinting at. So okay, we sit down and we make this awesome annual plan, but then life happens. Okay, things come up. We all understand it. It happens. No way of getting around it. So. What you need to kind of do is be able to adjust each week. Say, okay, what happened? What do I need to do this next week based on what happened the previous week? And you kind of need to assess this as you go, keep going along. And so one, we're actually going to have a new presenter on the show. His name is Dennis. I'm probably going to butcher his last name, so I'm apologizing right now, Dennis. Actually, I'm not going to say it. I'm just going to point at it. Okay, I'll try it. Patro, and everyone can let me know if I pronounce that wrong. And but he, he's the founder of this company called Burita. And what they have done is they have improved upon the annual training plan tool. You've probably seen what Training Peaks offers in this regard. And so they've made this annual training plan much more adaptive in real time. And you can go in quickly to their tools and say things like, you know what? family vacation came up this week and I just I've tried to make it work but I can't take my bike or whatever I, can't, I just need to take some time off so you can say look we're gonna squash that week I'm not gonna be able to do any training and you've already plugged in what your target goals are and it can on the fly readjust all of your weeks leading up to it and tell you okay you missed that one week so here's what you need to do to make up for it okay it'll either be um, it may just spike it all, or you can spread it. There's lots of different cool options. But uh, anyways, we're going to actually have him starting in January. He's going to start becoming a regular presenter on the show and give us a little bit of a feel for how that tool works. But uh, obviously, if he's built a tool like that, he's got lots of great insight and knowledge on uh, building training plans and power-based training. And so we're happy that he's going to be on to... Uh, help generate some more content and give you guys another perspective, um, another regular presenter. So in summary, building an annual training plan, right? We need to look at what our 
Um, for a weekly training load, we target that based on total TSS in this um, plan. We have harder weeks, easier weeks. We're using periodization to push our CTL up. And we want to make sure we keep our ramp rate, so increase in CTL in a given week at six or under. So a lot of times people will say, man, I've been, I've been trying this new training plan. I'm just completely exhausted or it's just really not working out for me. So we look at their ramp rate and maybe they've been pushing a ramp rate of over six. So something to keep in mind. All right, so what's coming up next on the show, January 3rd, we're going to have Taylor Thomas on. He's going to talk about looking backwards on a season, okay? How do we do a season review? What nuggets do we have from our previous season? How do we morph those into goals for the next year or give ourselves an assessment? All right, after that, on January 10th, we're going to have Nate Dunn from Data Driven Athlete. He's talking about how to make progress on the bike, and this spurs from a lot of times we get questions along, hey, I'm... I've hit a plateau. I've been trying, you know, I've been doing this for so long or whatever, and I just seem to kind of be stuck in the same place. So Nate's got some great direction for us on how to make progress there. Um, we, with that, we are to the question and answer session. We've got about six minutes left on the live stream. Apparently, I'm very long-winded today. But if you have questions, let them fly. You can, if you, if you send them in the game, it may be difficult for me to catch. Uh, but if you send them in Discord or on Facebook, I should definitely be able to get those, answer them. If you happen to be watching the replay and you have questions, want them answered, go ahead and jump on the forum at discuss.endurancelab.fit. Register there and put your question up on the What's Up With Power category. Or you can send us an email at wuwp at tmodyz.com. We'll happily follow up with you and get you in touch with the right folks that'll be able to answer your specific question. Great question. Okay. Uh, can you repeat the first, heart, first half again? I didn't hear the first half of your question. Okay. Good, good, good question. So that is... That's the difference in your CTL from one week to the next. So, yeah, so uh, um, TSS, uh, let's look at it this way. TSS is the number of how much you've, you do in a week, okay? So if I do 500 TSS in a week, that's like how much work I did. That 500 amount of work for TSS will result in a change, either staying the same or backwards, of my CTL, my CTL is my current fitness. So what we're saying is if, let's say my CTL is currently 50 at the beginning of the week, and let's say I do 1,000 TSS in the week, and because of that 1,000 TSS, my CTL moves up by eight. That's the number. So then at the end of the week, our CTL would then be 58. Because we did the work during the week, we did 1,000 TSS that week, I pushed us up to 58, okay? Does that make sense? Yeah, no problem. So that's the, uh, that's what you're gonna look at. And actually, if you use Training Peaks, I believe on their dashboard, 
they show you ramp rates for seven days, 30 days, 90 days, 365 days. So the one you're gonna to wanna to look at there and get a feel for is, is the seven day ramp rate, okay? So that's, and six is a good guideline. It doesn't mean that you can't go above it. It doesn't mean that absolutely everyone can, uh, can hit six, but that is, you'll get a feel for it and just keep that number in the back of your mind. If you can start looking at those numbers and you see, wow, I feel like garbage. Look at your ramp rate. If it's over six, that's, that's a clear and easy way to say, you know what? We just need to back down the volume a little bit. Be a little bit more patient so that, you know, it's going to take a little bit longer maybe to get to our desired end fitness level, but that's okay. Or, you know, maybe we're five short of our CTL goal for a race. You know, CTL is not the only thing. Um, I'd say CTL is kind of like our base fitness endurance for a race. It certainly isn't strategy. So if we're a road racer, just having the highest CTL in the group may not translate into success. Being a triathlete, that may be a much more consistent link to success. Is uh, It's just based on a lot on uh, your endurance level for such long races as, say, like an Ironman. But uh, then again, if you're competing in some of the triathlons that allow drafting and attacking, that may be a different scenario. You may need to work a little bit more on your, your punchy um, anaerobic stuff as well. Anyways, I digress, but I think the point there is this is one of the many pieces of the puzzle. Definitely not the solve-all, end-all, be-all of everything, but definitely something we need to understand. So, appreciate the questions. With that, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the live stream. I want to thank you guys all for joining us. We're here every week, Wednesdays at 6.30 a.m. Pacific, 9.30 a.m. Eastern in the U.S. And uh, I think I've gotten written up somewhere where that is in U.K. time, but I'm not remembering off the top of my head. But it does happen in the U.K. as well, so that much is true. <laughs> so, hope happy to have you on, and we hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. We will finish out the group ride here in the Zwift. But for the live stream, say happy trails, and we will see you next time. Oh, 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 oh,